Welcome to Time Play 3HR, a video game podcast where we play a video game for three hours and then talk about it. My name is Lockie. And my name is Louie, and this week, Lockie, over there, played uh, three hours of, well, over three hours, twelve, in fact, hours of AQ Interactive's 2021 remake of Near Replicant. Uh, we talked all about open world games versus sort of open hub games, the joy of dodging big bullets, and how good the music is, of course. Chew. Okay. Welcome to Time Play 3HR. How you doing, Lee? I'm not having that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Work with me, damn it. Lockie. Hey. Hi. Hi, what's up? You just caught me chewing. Yeah, I know. Mm. Um... I tried to catch it on mic, but you wouldn't have it. Well, that's up to me now, isn't it? Uh, well, you didn't respond, so <laughs> it was up to you, yeah. You took control of the situation. You took it where you wanted it to go. And uh, I can do nothing about that. Oh, I'm out of breath. You big chewer. I'm a big chewer. What was chewer. it? What are you having? Uh, I put some butter on some bread with some gouda on it. I feel like the word oh. Gouda makes it sound slightly more fancy. It was a piece of sliced cheese. I think that's <laughs> probably... bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> it's sliced cheese on butter and white bread, just so we're all clear where I'm at <laughs> at the moment. That's what I was... I haven't even finished it. I've, I'm looking at the half-eaten piece of bread right now. I don't feel good I about mean, it. Oh. I mean, Gouda's not... not fancy. Yeah, nothing mm. wrong with a little bit of fancy gouda. What do you got? You got so for me, it's cheddar is least fancy. Then Mm-mm. what? It's not the least fancy. You can get cheese in a che- in a okay, tube. but like of the of the named cheddars and not like American yeah. cheese. We're ignoring right. American cheese. You got cheddar, then edam. What about that, things like uh, packaged cheese, like a baby bell? Like, like, no, no, no. I, I feel like that's, that's a branded cheese. That's like How about I'm talking about cheese? a cheese. Okay, maybe let's be more. I'm talking about hard cheese. Hard cheeses that so you can buy, out. buy slices of uh, and put in How a sandwich. About mozzarella sandwich cheeses. Mozzarella. Can I mean, you buy it. You can't buy a slice of mozzarella. No, of course you can. <laughs> you can get hard mozzarella slices. You can get it grated. You can get it if grated. You can get it grated. You can get it sliced. I don't think I've ever seen a hard slice of mozzarella. I've never seen like a dried out mozzarella other than the grated. But they should make that because I would buy that. Because that would toast real nice. Yeah. I'm sure someone out there does. 
Uh, anyway, to answer your question, it's cheddar, edam, gouda. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and uh, to be honest, I'm just running off uh, um, the Sainsbury shelf that I have down the road in my mind. So it, it goes cheddar, edam, gouda. Okay. And then maybe like, wait, is, is I never know if Liadammer is a brand or a type of cheese, or is that just Edam know. cheese? That beats me, man. Really. It beats um, me. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Uh, for those that listened to last week's episode, you may remember I had the COVID. Um, I no longer have the COVID. Mm, that's good. good. Mm-hmm. I've given it the shake. And to about seven other people, it would seem. Sweet. Um, But they're all fine. Good. Uh, Obviously unintentional. And needless to say, it was before I knew I was COVID-y. That's quite a number. I spread it. It, It's not actually seven. (laughs) I think it's two or four. Two to four. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, I'm free now. I'm testing negative. I've passed my self-isolation time. Sweet. So I'm allowed out of the house again, which I is love great. That. Yeah. And you've been taking the opportunity to take nice walks, go to McDonald's. Uh, I went to the movies today. Ooh, what did you see? Uh, Bell. I don't know what that is. Which is the animated um, film that I got my poster? Oh yeah, from. it's Any by good? what are they called? Studio Jizu? Don't know. They're pretty good. It's a good studio. Um, Bell the name or Bell the object? Uh, B E L L E. The name. Yes, I guess. Um, yeah, they're a good studio. What did they do? I think they did The Girl That Leapt Through Time, mm-hmm. uh, which was, like, one of my favorites. That's a, that's an Oh, old. hang on. Isn't that Ghibli? <laughs> oh, hang on. No. Is it not? Although, that's, like, hang on. Hang the on. The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be... So, their logo... Is that of what I thought was the girl who leapt through time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they made this. I don't fucking know. Hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, it was good, though. It's fun watching an anime in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Not often you, um, you know, I think I've only done it three times, four times. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good film. Good enough. I wasn't mad on it. Um, the animation was great, and had some nice moments, but it was good. Cool. First film I'd been to by myself ever. Ever <gasps> crazy. That is crazy. I kind of love and hate a solo cinema experience. Feels different every time. I would say. Yeah, it felt really not, like, a thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it yeah. didn't feel like it was... It, it didn't feel in any way um, 
like a new experience, even though it was. Mm. It, it felt like something that I'd done 50 times before. Yeah. I guess the feeling I always get is like, when I leave, the leaving of the cinema is the weirdest bit. Because it's just like, sure. oh, I'm just walking out this place on my own and I'm the only one. Well, obviously the whole entire cinema was, but I'm the only one experiencing that feeling of going from a dark room that I've been in for an hour and a half to a outside space immediately. Something about not being able to share that with someone else. I don't know. I think that was one of my favorite things about it, to be honest. Yeah. Was um, not having to... I, I, I don't like that moment at the end of the film. Where someone asks you where what you thought. <laughs> no, I don't mind that. Um, when you're sort of thinking, do we go now? Do we stand up? Uh, you know, I'm quite happy to just sit there for a little bit, take it in. Mm. Um, but then it's always like, you know, shall we? Which mm-hmm. is, it's whatever. Mm. 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 Anyway. Anyway. Um... This isn't a movie podcast. What? It's a video game podcast. You're telling me? Oh, I'm not doing After the bit. After 200 hours. I'm not doing the bit. I don't have the beans. No, no yeah. let's not do that bit. Um, sure. We're, we are a video game podcast. Um, one and all, uh, we talk about video games. And this week, Lockie, we talked yep. about a video game. Sure. Uh, we talked about Near Replicant. Version 1.22474487139. Am I putting those numbers in the podcast title? I don't know. What was the original one called? Uh, in the it US. Just in, and, just called Near, right? Yeah, in the US and the EU, it was just Near, yeah. Oh, then we can just put Near Replicant. Nice. Right. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Absolutely. Um,. So what even is this game? So you picked you picked Near Replicant, Lucky, and I think yeah. I think that's interesting because a you haven't played Near Replicant, and b I have. So yeah, um, this one comes up every once in a while where like we recommend the game just because we need to play it. <laughs> yeah, and eventually we know at some point we're going to want to talk about it. Would you say? Oh. So I guess the first question is um, if I'm in the slightly more interviewee seat. Uh, uh, how much did you play of Near Replicant? Uh, I think I'm like 11, 12 hours in. Okay. Um, and do you feel like after 11, 12 hours, you're at that point where you want to talk about Near Replicant? I'm at a point where I can talk about it. Mm. You know, I, I think there's enough to say of what I've done and what I'm feeling. Um, to cover, yeah, to talk about things. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> right? Good thing, hey? Yeah, we've got it's, some it's time ideal, ahead of us. actually. It's ideal. Yeah. Uh, so it goes without saying that I'm 12 hours in and I am sure I've experienced very little of this game. Or, or I've experienced a decent chunk of this game, but... A chunk that I'm sure is going to be vastly uh, 
not insignificant, but sort of insignificant compared to the last <laughs> 12 hours. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny because, like, that is, in a way it's true, but it's also, you're also going to experience that 12 hours again. <laughs> well, I think you spoiled something saying play it three times. No, I didn't. Did you not? There's no spoiler Is that there. true? Yeah. That's not a spoiler at all. I didn't know it. Oh, but it's 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 near. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing of near. Surely that's sure. just well, an understanding well, of what the one near other is. game I've played. Yeah, and this is the original version. <laughs> I don't know what they did back then. I'm only going off the now. I see. Well, in that case, I dearly apologize. That's fine. Um, but you know what I love about this game is that. I know I'm going to be surprised. Mm. I'm playing it, and I think with this game more than other games, I know that something's coming that I just can't call, and mm. it's going to be crazy. Mm. Um, I guess maybe a little background on the series and the game and everything. Sure. Um, After you. So we played and talked about Near Automata or Tom Automata um, quite a while ago now. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> whenever that game came out, I guess around that time, um, and that no, was way like, after um, for me. I played it way after. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. Um, and that was both of our. I think I'm pretty sure both of our first experience with uh, Yoko Taro game. Um, who's a famous video game director who's worked on, like, the Drakengard series, which is part, which Nier is a part of, right? And I have no idea. Um, and uh, interesting guy. Um, he, he likes to say silly things and um, makes interesting games. Um, and I think... Uh, the near that we, the water, my near, near replicant is a kind of a soft remake of, uh, near, which God, um, came out in both Japan and Europe and the U S but the Japanese got, uh, the version with the character that you play as in the remake and the U S and Europe got, uh, daddy near, which is just like the, a different character. Um, um, and it's a game about, um, uh, what is it about? Lucky, what did you do for 12 hours? Uh, so if I were to give you the rundown for first 12 HR, it would be, um, you play as a boy in a sort of medieval, uh, magical setting and you have a sister who is sick she has some sort of cursed disease uh, which is seems to be fatal um, and I think you're sort of doing everything you can to uh, protect her the thing is mm-hmm. um, there is an ancient civilization of people who were sort of modern era, like now, 
Um, so it's sort of, you know, there are ruins of the past of buildings from the 90s and, um, yeah, and yet, yet you have magic and stuff and it's sort of a uh, action hack and, hack and slash slash kind of shooter um, action adventure game. Mm. Um, and you have a companion who's a book. Of course. A floating book. Of course, obviously. The book. Yeah. With the, a book that, that shoots Grimoire Vice. Grimoire Vice. Very good character. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of... It's, the aesthetic is... Um, the aesthetic is quite... I think it sort of stands out in a nice subtle way of like, I think describing it as medieval is kind of technically accurate, but it's, um, there's something else to it. Um, yeah, it, it's not like a witch medieval. Yeah. Um, it's more of like a fantasy medieval, but it's almost more like a soldiery medieval. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. It's, it's, I really like, um, and I don't know what, um, the original version of this game looked like, to be honest. But um, I really like some of the different architecture stuff going on in this game. It has some, like, really nice um, set-piece environments um, uh, with, like... It's not, like, a graphically particularly impressive game, although it looks nice. Um, but I find, like, the way it handles some sightline stuff and just general architecture and building work um, is interesting and varied. Um there's a few different sort of um, areas, sort of, it's a semi sort of open worldy, but not really, um, kind of a few different hubs where you get a few different quests sort of thing. Um, and each one looks like starkly different and the architecture is quite interesting in each of them as well. Um, some of them a bit more medieval and some of them very much not. Um, uh, so it's a really interesting looking game. It looks nice. Mm-hmm. Um, landscapes are nice, cars are nice, spaces are good. God, I'm so, like, nostalgic for these games that are just <laughs> quite drab, colourless landscapes. Yeah, I know. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you walk in and there's just, like, a big green field with some rocks and some trees and there's just sort of clouded sky. Yeah. There's something about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, the sort of almost large space, like, almost... You see that you can go there, space, but not quite. Um, kind of, um, you can see everywhere yeah. that you can go to. It's yeah. large, but <laughs> it's not so large that you can't see everything. Yeah, it's kind of like there's really only like three places to go, but in a way, it also feels kind of completely directionless. There's just a big, big square that you run diagonally across <laughs> to get to the exit. Um, that yeah, there is something about that, that puts you in another big square, yeah, <laughs> or a smaller square or a sort of squiggle shape, yeah. Um, which is which is fine because uh, the I find the in this game at least the character moves really nice. He's got a nice run, just like in Automata. Like it's just, he moves pretty satisfying. The combat is um, more basic than Automata uh, is, right? Um, yeah, the the it it's fun. Um, yeah. I think with this, uh, like you mentioned, it's not as refined 
in movement or combat as automata. Uh, but still very possible and good, I would say. Yeah, so um, Platinum worked on Automata, and Platinum didn't have anything to do with the original or the remade version. Um, so it well, seems, be it. Um, so it seems like the team that they collaborated with. I can't. What do you remember the name of the the Yokotaro sort of developer team? I forget. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> but it seems like they uh-uh. took some learnings from Automata and applied it back into this one. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I assume. Yeah, so there's some great animation stuff, and um, uh, yeah, but also they they so the combat is uh, like I said, hack and slash sword combat. Um, but like I also mentioned, you have this book with you called uh, Grimoire Vice, who is a ancient, powerful being uh, stored within a book who you can use, uh, who you can channel magic through, and. Um, at its most basic, it's a gun, <laughs> mm-hmm. sort of a uh, aimed projectile, magic orb firing weapon. Uh, but you can also use it to do other sorts of spells and blah blah blah. But uh, the bullets and the shooting of the orbs is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great in Automata. It feels great in this, and um, I think that sort of does a good job in bridging any shortcomings of the combat. Yeah. In terms um, of the hack and slash. Automata and this game to a lesser extent, but still definitely in there, um, have some sort of like, uh, uh, like shmup DNA. So there's like kind of this like dodging of bullets. Um, yeah. Bullet hell, big bullet hell. Um, and the, the bullets themselves are like these huge 3d, modeled orbs that come at you um and uh i was playing i played through returnal recently which is a ps5 game um and that's like in a similar way like a sort of a 3d shmup where you're like there's like projectiles coming from every angle and you have to like dash through them or jump over them and it's a lot of fun that that is really i really like it as a mechanic like it's there's something about the there's something about that that like Dodging massive thing, massive bullets in a 3D space feels really good. It um, translates really well. Um, translates like way better than you think it would. It's like this really satisfying, like super gamey thing um, that just kind of fits and has like such a strong sense of like history to it as well in a way that makes it feel kind of nice. Like mm. there's just, this, yeah, this kind of like, yeah, it's great. Um, and Returnal's great and Nier's great. Um uh yeah so it's cool it's cool when this one replicant doesn't go as hard as um automata does um but there are some great moments with that stuff for sure um yeah i I just did a boss where um you're being you know what's the word bombarded (laughs) with a million orbs coming to get you yeah um but in return, the boss is basically just a series of targets that you have to shoot back. So it was a boss with literally, like, no sword play, um, merely dodging and then shooting back in return. Which is a lot of fun. Which boss was it? I don't remember. It was the one in the sort of sand ruins. Yeah, was that the big uh, cube guy? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. just made up of cubes. It's made up of a bunch of cubes. <laughs> a bunch of floating cubes, and you have to hit certain cubes. Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, yeah. That are glowing. That's a lot of fun. I mean, for like a boss fight, it is rare that you go into a boss fight and you're like, oh, what a fun thing to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like bosses can be fun. But it's not often you're like, this is a fun thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a mini game. <laughs> it wasn't a boss, it was a mini game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just fun to jump over balloons, <laughs> basically. Um, um I agree. Um Yeah, so it like and it the, the the combat itself is is relatively simple, um, like automata, but sort of even more so. Um uh and I think God, I never, I can never really figure out, having played both of those games, what it is I really like about them. There's something, yeah. There's something hard to describe. I, the thing I really like about Replicant is, I, I like was more comfortable playing Replicant than I was Automata. I think I was more like engaged in the story of Automata, but like, but I was more happy to spend time in Replicant. Um, Replicant has a lot of really standard side quests. And I have, I think I spoke about this before, like I've grown to quite like really basic fetch questy side quests over the years. I used to hate them and now I find them quite satisfying. And this game has sure. a lot of those. And I'll get you on uh, some WoW. Well, yeah. Um, and um, there's also something about how it like loops into your character as this, he's this kind of like, Almost like, almost slightly put upon, like, I will do the tasks for people. He has to look after his sister who's sick. So, like, he goes and just does, makes like very small amounts of money doing very basic things for people around town. And, um, there's something about it that's like, I was so happy to just be like, yeah, I'll just go, like, spend an hour doing these really menial tasks of just running back and forth picking up a thing it's it's because the movement's good the combat's fun enough yeah and you have a good companion yeah to me yeah that's, that's all good that's, that, that's all it takes yeah that's all it takes i think um this game uh is much more relatable than um mm. automata automata is sort of very large scale whereas this is sort of you know there's someone that you want to look after. Um, and instead of, I mean, you spend a lot of automata alone. Um, whereas this game, you mm. spend the whole thing with one companion, which is a book and mm. then a second companion later on. Um, he's obviously ridiculous. Who, who are you talking about? Uh, Kaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really, I um, learned to really love Kaine. Um, I I, th- I think she's a good character. Yeah, she's basically a uh, lady in lingerie uh, who swears a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's like the whole character that I've yeah. seen so far. Um, but I th- I think it's a good character, especially in a game where your main character is so uh, agreeable and normal and yes i'm happy to help um that it didn't feel despite the fact that she like swears all the time it didn't feel like they were trying to make a point with her 
No. It literally just felt like you're being exposed to a very different sort of person, um, which is nice yeah. in a game. Because normally these things will use swearing to, you know, come across hard or something. But it almost came across as if it was just, um, yeah, like a jarring new character. Yeah, I, I, she she seems to just, well, you know, it obviously it explores her character more and more. But like on the face sure. of it, she is... She is just, that's just the way she is. Um, and yeah, you, the character you play as is a, is a, who doesn't have a name, but like it is relatively mild. Um, so it's a nice little juxtaposition, but it's not like in your face about it. It's just the way that is. And it feels quite natural. Um, mm. um, I don't think, I don't think it ever describes, explains why she chooses to wear that outfit other than like, you can maybe infer some things, but like it never goes into detail, but it also never really like, um, apart from Grimoire Vice, who like calls her a hussy constantly, which is a bit much, but like, um, it never really, it never really treats her, like objectifies her in a way other than the fact that obviously she's not really wearing anything. Um, so I don't know. I, I would probably have dressed her in something else, but, it's not my game, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Yoko thing. Yeah, feels that way at least. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? I've got a lot more to play. I'm sure I'll find out. Um, yeah, music's good, of course, of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> needs not to be said. Um, God, I tell you what I love. Mm. Uh, playing this and us playing Divinity OG Original Sin 2 mm. um, recently. God, I love it when every line of text is voice acted. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice that there's a million villages in this game and they all talk. Mm-hmm. They use like four voice actors. Sure, but... <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's great. I, I, you know, I don't know if I feel the same. I think I, um, I. It's not that I dislike it, but I do find sometimes with like very side activity discussion that it makes me feel guilty about skipping the dialogue because I've already read what they've said. Right. Um, but now they're still talking, so now I'm skipping through it, and there's something always kind of like jarring about that. I get that. But I'm just—I love it. I'm happy to hear him out. Yeah, I mean, they didn't do that in Automata, right? I don't remember. I don't think they did. I really don't think they did. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm. I I would love to uh, talk to you about some very specific parts of this game, um, which in twelve hours. Uh, you won't have seen. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really interesting thing overall. Um, especially like thinking of it as like this weird kind of remake, but not really. Like it's it. I feel like you can kind of classify remakes in like a few different things of like completely redone or just HD'd. But this is somewhere in between. Um, uh. In, and also you're now playing, if you're American or European, you're now playing as 
the Japanese character, um, which is so weird. It's such a strange thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I do want to find out what the deal is with the different versions. I am curious. I wasn't before, but having played it, um, I'm now like, hang on, who are you playing as? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so I'm curious. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a good game. You know what I was thinking about this game? Mm-hmm. Is that it's a video game. Yeah. The thing that I like. Uh, and a thing that I've played a million times in terms of like an action adventure. And even though it may not be that different, there is just something different about it, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, I was trying to think of what it reminded me of. And it was like when someone says, oh, have you tried doing this thing this way? And you're like, I would never even think of doing it that way. Mm, You know, when someone's like, have you tried cooking eggs like this? (laughs) You know, the the end result's going to be fairly similar to what you normally do. But it's like, no, <laughs> I've never thought about it. It's a totally different way of getting there. Yeah. Um, that's what these games kind of feel like to me. And I think that's why I like them so much. Yeah. Uh, it's I just a different voice. Um, yeah, it's it totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I, I, I've been playing God of War 2018 recently and. um. I think actually God of War 2018 is also kind of one of those games. Not like really quite, quite in the same way, but like when it comes, I think because at the moment, so many games are like big open worldy things. Um, and like the majority of big expensive games these days, it's just going to be a massive open world with quest icons. And that can, that is getting pretty tedious. And like God of War 2018 is but that's what this game is. That's what Replicant is. But it's not. It's not. That's that. That's the like to me. That's the shift that you're describing. Is that? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's um, but it, it is the same. It's the same. But it's 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 but it, the better it's option, different. which is the one I typically always warm to, is like hub worlds connected together. Like I think I love a hub world in a game, like a small, detailed, concentrated space that splits off. Um. I find is is often a lot more satisfying to play than like just a massive open world. And God of War twenty eighteen is a really really good example of one of those. Um, um, and Nirepkin is is not quite the same, but that that feeling of I wish all games weren't the, just the massive thing. And like I don't know, so that's an interesting comparison. Um, comparison because I felt. God of War was... I, I felt God of War to be a really good version of a really standard game. Mm. Mm. Which didn't excite me too much, but it was good. Yeah, I it think... It was vi- visually impressive, but... I think playing it again... Um, I had forgotten how much I liked it the first time I played it. Um, I thought it was good, and like playing it again... It's like it's somehow both like massive. It's so long. Oh my god, it's long. Um, How long is it? I don't know, but like <laughs> it just keeps going. I'm not, I'm near the end, but like it just, especially just coming off playing the original three, like it's just it's it's so big, but also feels very intimate. Like I know where everything is, 
and that's a good feeling yeah it's a great feeling and replicants like that yeah that's you just feel um like you're learning and enjoying the space whereas i find games that are completely open and huge learning the space is often the means to an end like oh I know, I know where White Run is, and it's, I've seen everything in White Run. I'll never go back to White Run. White Run, yeah. Um, whereas, whereas something like Replicant or God of War, it kind of revels in the repetition of its space, and like it feels good to love it. I don't know. Yeah, they just send you back and forth. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, some of it is a bit much. Sure. Sure. I, th- I think there's a little bit too much of. Mm. I mean, you've seen, you've done yeah, I don't know. your first time through the fucking robot zone, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like that place sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, and and um, and the design of that place sucks. What the heck? It's yeah. like the worst laid out space I've seen in my life. Yeah, um, it's horrible. It sucks, it's grindy, um, and, like, there is potential for even more grinding there, depending on what you want to do. So, like, um, it definitely, Replicant definitely has a lot of moments of, like, you can choose to dedicate time to this if you so wish, and, like, the rewards are small, but but if that's what you want, it's there. Like, or, like, the um, there's a whole uh, gardening minigame which yeah is like right. is fine but i i can't remember exactly but it's quite punishing if you mess it up and like um oh, is it? <laughs> it's in, just too slow the animations yeah, take too it's long. all slow and like it's one of those games where it's like i'm now i'm really making the decision to do this because it's laborious um sort of sort of things which sometimes i can really yeah. enjoy yeah that that is too slow though those animations take too long mm-hmm. nothing worse than animations ruining the experience mm. anyway anyway that's near that's near replicant that's near. version one something 1.22474487139 lucky i've got great exciting amazing news okay great Hit i me. i think because i spent five minutes looking it up today yeah this might be our first episode with podcast chapters in it okay now i i'm i'm getting i'm not quite getting the reaction i was hoping for <laughs> with podcast chapters what does that mean it means that the you can now skip by looking at your podcast app you can skip the fluff at the beginning of the podcast, if you show choose, because I will mark it. Okay. So you just you just click the next button. It'll skip to the chapter where we talk about the video game. Oh, like on YouTube. Yeah, like on YouTube, exactly. Depending on the podcast app, I don't think everything supports it. How about Apple Podcasts? I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd hope so. That's what I use. But I, I haven't used that in years, so I don't know. Dope. Very exciting. You could even, turns out, didn't know this, you can even um, add URLs and images to each chapter. So, like, if you said, Lockie, like... You are kidding me, yeah. more like. So, like, if you were like, uh, 
guys, you've got to check out this picture of my torch. You could be like, check, oh, check out our Discord. Check out our Discord, or <laughs> check out, I mean, check out our Discord, or, uh, you know, you know, check to open your app. Just pull out your little phone there. I mean, if you're driving, leave it. But if you're walking, pull out. <laughs> if you're on a bus, someone else is driving. <laughs> yeah. If you're on a bus, take it out. Clip it open. If you're in the right app, I have no idea which apps support it. Bam. There's a picture of Lockie's torch. Not right now. Maybe I've put something else in as a test. Who knows? Maybe sure. I've forgotten that I'm even talking about this. Highly likely. I love it. Very nice. Um, and now moving on. What am I playing next week? What are you playing next week? To the next chapter of the show. <laughs> um, um, uh, speaking of open world games. Yeah. Um, and speaking of open world games that I think... <clears throat> well, no, speaking of open world games, I think that is... A huge clue. Speaking of open world games. Okay. Um, this game is part of a series of open world games. Okay. And the next clue, and you'll get it with this one. It's kind of amazing that we've never talked about it. Like it's okay. It's pretty weird that we've the, especially like I've never said like we just we just like especially it feels like this one of those games that we would have covered in like the first year of the podcast or something. It's I think it's that. Kingdom Hearts. And that's not an open not world open game. World game. <laughs> <laughs> um, open world games that we oh well we've covered Just Cause. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bright Era? Yep. One more clue? Um Uh it's I feel like it really mm. Mm. Um it had a terrible movie that I haven't seen. I hear is bad. It did have. It there is a terrible movie based on it, yes. What? Terrible based on the series. Based on it. Yeah, uh, like a video game movie, you know. They make them all the time. This brought out Uncharted. One? There you go. Christ. Okay. Ass one. Sure. Um Ass One. I have it on PC. Sure. I think it's fine. I think it's. I think it works. I'm um, sure it'll play. Yeah, I can't. I mean, the Uncharted thing is crazy, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hear that's bad too. What? Really? I mean, of course. It I is. mean, everything I've seen about <laughs> it is like it's generic. It was just like it's such terrible a, casting. As well, terrible obviously. casting. I remember when they when Mark Wahlberg was originally going to play Nathan Drake. When they first announced it, really? Mark Wahlberg was going to play Nate Drake, and they hadn't cast Sully. 
And then I guess enough time wow. has passed where he's now old enough to play Sully, even though he still looks like he's like 45 and Sully's like, how old is he's, Sully? Like uh, 65, 70? Sully's like 60. 65. 63, I, yeah. I would put him at. But like an age by Uncharted 4, he's like, by Uncharted 4, he's like late 60s. <laughs> it's like, the worst casting. It's so bad. And then Tom Holland, it's like, terrible. I like Tom Holland, but, um, it's not, it's not, it's not right, man. He's not Nathan Drake. He's not Nathan Drake. I feel, I feel you could have cast like almost anyone for Nathan Drake, <laughs> but it's not Tom Holland. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg even would have been a better choice. I mean, he, Tom Holland is just, he's too young. He, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's too, he's too, too, he's too small. He looks, he looks too dweeby. Yeah, he's, he's too small. He's too little. He's, he's from Kingston. Do you know that? I thought he was from Sheen. No, he's from Kingston. Where in London? <laughs> Kingston upon Thames. Come on. From. Kingston upon Thames. Damn. Bam. Maybe he moved there later on. If he's from there. That's yeah. where he's from. Hey, that's like you. Just like me. It's not where I'm from. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, okay, Let's Assassin's Creed next week. Um, Lockie. Cool. Um, uh, podcast goes up every Monday on all of your favorite apps that have podcast chapters supported. If Except you... Am- Amazon Podcast. <laughs> Except the ones that... Yeah. Um... Uh, we also have a Discord if you want to come recommend us a game. I imagine we're probably gearing up to do another recommendation soon. Um, we've got a few in the back run, or whatever the phrase is. Um, so you can do that. The link is in the description. Um, oh, actually, that's a very good point. Is um, uh, Let me just find them. King... Boss Phenomus High Rule 97645. Thank mm. you for recommending Hollow Knight whenever the hell that was. Um, you recently joined our Discord uh, and reminded us that we never figured out who recommended it, and it was you. So thank you. Um, oh, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Fun game. We need to finish that. <sighs> yeah, that's right. We were streaming it, weren't we? Um, yeah, uh, anything else? Probably, uh, there's a Ko-Fi if you want to send us a dono, um, and is there anything else? Probably not. Uh, that's fine. I'll do. I'll do. Cool. Catch you later. Goodbye.